Hello, it is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. We have a loaded one for you. Jeremy Piven, Ari Gold, ever heard of him? He was in studio, incredible conversation, takes us deep into the annals of acting. Mm -hmm. There's there's some deep annals, by the way, the acting annals. Mm -hmm. Stuff we had no idea about. Knew nothing about, very insightful. We talked about Seinfeld in there. We talk about Entourage. We talk about his current life. We talk about Broadway. And even fucking Bill Shakespeare made an appearance (laughs) in this conversation. (laughs) It was incredible with Jeremy Piven. Also, A.Q. Shipley of the Arizona Cardinals stopped by to gloat a little bit about their team winning. Can anybody stop the Arizona Cardinals? Uh Don't let the (laughs) cares... (laughs) <laughs> it's been a long day. Don't let the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> don't let the Arizona Cardinals get hot, and they are right now. Three game win streak. We'll talk to him about that. Also, full weekend recap with the boys, and there is a man that is back in the studio for the first time in a couple months. A man whose destination was Boston for a while. Then he came back, a man that we have missed mightily, and I can't wait for the people that don't know him to get introduced to him. Boston Connor is back in the studio today. You're here. You're here. Thank you. Thank you. Haircut's still terrible, but from what I've been told, <laughs> life is good. Can't wait to chat with you, Connor. Very thankful for everybody listening. The World Series is coming up. We're going to be in Houston at the first World Series game, I do believe. Game two. Huh? Game two. Well, we're still gonna be at the fucking World Series. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> even better. Say. Some would say. Foxy I mean, gets another chance. Uh, there we go. Foxy gets another shot at it. Let's assume he's gonna fail. But oh. the people giving us the tickets, the best tickets on planet Earth, and the, the moon. moon, our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best tickets available for the best prices available. Pat, I want to go see a little uh, musician play some shit at a concert. Yep, they got the tickets. You want to go see a play? They got the tickets. You want to go to a football game? They got tickets. Is hockey happening? Yeah, hell yeah. And that's hockey talk. You want to go to a hockey game? They got the tickets for you. Anything that has tickets, SeatGeek has the best tickets for you. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with SeatGeek. And right now, use promo code PAT. Get $10 off your first order. Wow. 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 Man. Wow. Use promo code MAC if you get $20 off your first order. Holy oh, fuck. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Wow. We need both of those to keep going uh, for business purposes. So uh, let's use a little self-awareness. If we're not rich yet, go ahead and use that MAC for $20 off. And if you're already wealthy, go ahead and use promo code PAC and get $10 off. Because just because you're rich doesn't mean you shouldn't utilize the discount. But we would appreciate if you utilize the one with less money so that the people that aren't rich yet can utilize the one with more money. Promo code PAT, $10 off. Promo code MACFEE, $20 off your first order. Shout out to SeatGeek. Shout out to you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Joining us now is a vanilla gorilla. Uh, the screen just went black. Did you just fall? <laughs> Joining us now, Vanilla Gorilla, center for the Arizona Cardinals from the Pennsylvania State University, Alan Quay Shipley. Attaboy, yeah. how you Just gave myself a round of applause. Good to see you guys. I'll tell you what. I don't think I've ever seen you this joyful, but little three-game winning streak feeling good out there in the desert. Feeling real good. Just keep this thing rolling. I'm going to call in every week until we lose. Never going to lose, by the way. Oh, no. Getting that bum. Oh, don't do what oh. you just did there, Doug Peterson. Nah, there's not enough wood for you to knock on, but Doug Peterson did. There's a lot of wood up here. Look at this thing. That a boy. Uh, Doug Peterson made a guarantee last week, and then they got us slaughtered by the Cowboys on primetime television. 
Uh, what has happened with the Arizona Cardinals? You guys have looked like a good football team all of a sudden, literally out of nowhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, I think we're doing a good job. I mean, Cliff's an incredible coach. He's an incredible um, – he's incredibly creative. I mean, he really is. He does a heck of a job just kind of mixing things up, um, staying balanced, keeping teams off balance a little bit with his tempo. And um, offense is kind of starting to kind of catch fire. And Kyler's done a heck of a job just kind of growing through this whole process and learning the NFL game and um, learning when to throw it away, learning when not – try and fit things in or try and outrun everybody and make every play the big play. You just learn to kind of throw things away and do all those things. That's kind of like a young quarterback thing, especially when you're incredibly athletic. It almost like it's a gift and a curse. It is. I mean, because they, they're, they're so – he's so talented. I mean, he really is. He's one of the most talented guys I've ever been around, the way he can throw, the way he can run. But he um, – you know, in college, they, he's never had to face these defenses. He's he's been able to make every throw. He's been able to make every run and make. He's always the best athlete on the field since the time he was probably six years old, right? And so, at this point now, everybody's kind of at that level. And you got to you got to just learn and go through the process and go through the growing pains. And he's done a heck of a job. He's he's growing every week. We're seeing it. He's seeing it. And yeah, we're rolling. You guys look damn good. I mean, Danny Dimes and the Giants were going to be quite a test for the Arizona Cardinals this week. The quarterbacks of the future, everybody says. Here we go. Rookie QBs battling in MetLife Stadium. One team that's kind of, and another team that's kind of heating up. And you guys won that game. And I don't, I'm not sure how many people expected you guys to do so. But now I think the Cardinals are kind of on everybody's radar. That has to feel pretty good for literally being almost like the Sacramento Kings of the NFL there for a couple of weeks where nobody was talking about the Cardinals. Nobody was talking about the number one pick, Kyler Murray. I haven't heard shit about the guy anywhere for mm-hmm. a long time. He was the number one pick. And now people are like, hey, this Cardinals team seems like they're like legit and seem like they can really do some things. It's going well. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, I think uh, one of the things that people aren't talking about enough is the impact that Patrick Peterson brings when he came back yesterday. Mm. You see – Chandler Jones go off and get four sacks, but I don't think what's talked about enough is the fact that Patrick's back and allows that coverage to kind of let our defense defensive front get after it a little more, and he was able to have a heck of a game yesterday. I mean, I think Patrick finished with seven tackles, a big sack fumble at the end of the game. He used a huge impact on the game. I pitch this ball at you. Any chance you hit it? 100%. 100% I hit that ball. <laughs> no, Looks sm- like Altuve versus Chapman. Oh, that's a touchy subject in here. A couple Yankees fans. <laughs> he is now demonstrating Altuve's fucking batting stance. He knows that I throw this thing right. You're saying the Cardinals are back. I think I think we're going in the right direction. I think uh, I think we got some good things going on right now. As long as we can stay balanced and stay on track offensively, I think uh, I think we've been we've we've moved the ball up and down the field on a lot of teams and a lot of really good teams this year. Stay ahead of the chains. Stay, stay on schedule. Stay ahead of the chains. Stay on schedule. Hey, is your, Manageable. Is your finger all right? That looks pretty nasty. And is that the worst injury you've ever had? <laughs> oh, oh, he's got a gash crater. on his nice knuckle. crater there. I got cuts all over me, guys. I'm just fighting through pain. Nice. Tough guy over here. <laughs> is that trenches, from your baby, baby or is that from that? <laughs> is, your du- is, is she gnawing on your hands? I don't know, but you want to hear something pretty hilarious? So every every time. I come off the field and I have like a nick and I'm bleeding or something. I always tap my O line coach like, "Hey, look at this shit. I'm still playing though. I got it." <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing it for weeks, right? So last night, so last night we get on the plane. He gets me back good. He uh, 
he sends a text to the whole group, the whole offensive line. He goes, guys, check on AQ's finger. I'm really concerned. Hope he's all right. Ah, that's classic. Literally have a little cut right here. You said you like Cliff Kingsbury, huh? He's a good coach. Has he been adjusting well to the NFL life? I mean, usually when coaches come from college to the NFL, there is a much higher percentage that that guy's going to stink as an NFL coach than he is going to do well. I think we've seen that all over the place. Even with very good college coaches, they have failed out miserably in the NFL. Saban, Petrino, goes on and on more and more. Your guy, you said you like him, huh? Cell phone, I love him. Cell phone breaks were something that caught a lot of people's attention. Called him a super millennial, but it feels like, and I mean, when you're 0-3, there's a lot of chance for a lot of people to give up, and instead your team has done a complete opposite, which has to fall on the desk of the head coach in my eyes. No, he's been awesome. I mean, he really has, and just watching him week to week just be as creative as he is and bring some of the stuff that, honestly, a lot of these head coaches for years have been going to him and coming up with these plays. The Andy Reeds, the Sean Paytons have been going to him probably trying to take some of his creativity that he's run at Texas Tech and bring it here, and now you're seeing it on full display from week to week from him. I mean, he's an incredible coach. He's uh, He does a great job letting us be who we are and not try and taper or, like, you know, shut down some of the personalities, lets everybody be who they are and go out and play fast and play with swag and do that whole thing and doesn't try and kind of corral anything. And uh, he's done a heck of a job. He really has. I mean, from week to week, the way he's – um, approach this and kept everybody, you know, still in a disciplined approach, but letting everybody be their own person has been has been pretty awesome to watch. Younger coaches are the wave of everything, and I feel like Cliff was uh, the depiction of that to a T. I mean, young coach, college coach, not a lot of experience as a head coach. Here you go, you get an NFL gig. Do you think Cliff knows – that the rest of the NFL is watching Cliff Kingsbury to see how he does, to see what their next future hire is going to be at other franchises? I think 100% he knows that. you know, And I think uh, from week to week, I mean, heck, you, you you can see the creativity. Some of the plays that he's come up with have been unbelievable. I mean, and it's it's that's the new wave, the LaFleurs, the McVeighs, and you, you're starting to see all this creative approach to the game on offense. And, um, yeah, it's, it's becoming kind of the new wave, and I think they're kind of at the forefront of all that. What did you think of Danny Dimes? You got you, I don't know if you how much you got to see him because you're on the bench there studying film and making sure that your your bloody knuckles are okay for the next drive. <laughs> but did you get a chance to see old Danny Dimes at all? Yeah, I mean, I thought after you know uh, a little shaky start, he throws an interception early. I thought, and then he's down seventeen or whatever it was, fourteen nothing, seventeen nothing, whatever it was, and um, took him on a pretty impressive drive to get the game back to. You know, seventeen seven, and then they get a big play on special teams for the brand. There it is. I threw oh, that out there. Well, it wasn't great for the brand. Your PP needs to back the fuck up or line up on the <laughs> other side. He's going to get Andy Lee killed. That guy also ran for a hundred and something yards yesterday and three touchdowns. So, a pretty good. A pretty good game. <laughs> <laughs> the PP did. Yeah, it was Chase Edmonds. Is that your starting running back? Yeah. Well, I mean, he David Johnson's nicked up. Yeah. There you oh, go. I take back everything. That's probably pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had two touchdowns tired, at that man. point. That's on me. That's a hey man, I just want to let you know, do what you gotta do the first three downs. But if you're gonna fucking play on fourth down, <laughs> you need to line up on the other side away from the stack, away from the bunch. It'll open up the picture a little bit more for you, pal. That's just oh, there a little you go. There's, there's your little coaching. But uh, I thought I thought Daniel Jones did a heck of a job. I mean he's one of the young quarterbacks that's gonna, you know, obviously 
be in this game for By a the way, time. Cliff Kingsbury having his start running back playing PP insane. makes me like him even more. I love Cliff Kingsbury. I love what this guy's doing. He's just he's innovator, man. That's what they are. <laughs> innovators. But Danny Dimes had a lot of grit and composure, came back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh I mean from what I saw when I wasn't motherfucking the equipment people for fucking having my bench wet when I came to the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, saw him, I saw him throw a couple nice passes. Was that swim? Everybody. Dude, I was on a tear yesterday. I was in a bad place. My finger was bleeding. <laughs> the ball was wet as hell. It was slick as hell. I had a two-handed snap yesterday. I looked like I was playing in the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, highest level, we run out of towels. <laughs> Fucking in a goddamn monsoon. And we run out of towels. <laughs> <laughs> then this, we then middle middle of the third quarter. I'm like, why is the ball so wet? I'm trying to figure this out. And the referee at the beginning of the game had a white towel, and now all of a sudden it's pink. And I'm like, why the hell is his towel pink? He has a soaking wet towel trying to wipe off the ball. <laughs> Take a wet towel on a wet ball, it stays wet. <laughs> <laughs> But you guys ran out of towels. You couldn't help the guy out. We had blue towels. I was like, hey, just take this towel. He was like, no, it's got to be white. And I'm like, there's no more fucking white towels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Schwim is one of their equipment managers. He came for the Colts. One of the best humans on earth. I would love to hear your interaction with Schwim about these fucking towels. I couldn't even fathom it. That has to be incredible. Yeah, we had, we had some good interactions, for sure. We interrupt this incredible conversation to let you know that books can now be as easy as in your headphones. Really? Hmm. You might know that audiobooks exist, but did you know that Audible has the world's largest selection of them? Hmm. From audiobooks and audio entertainment, including Audible Originals. Audible Originals are stories created exclusively for audio, including documentaries, mm. exclusive audiobooks, and scripted shows that you can't hear anywhere else. Think of it as like a Netflix uh, original, mm -hmm. yeah, but just an audio version of it from your friends at oh, Audible. Sweet. With a convenient Audible app, you can listen anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Mobile, Alexa-enabled, Bluetooth, and more. Listen at the gym while shopping, in the car while traveling. Anytime you can't read, you can listen with your friends at Audible. Audible members get more than ever before. Every month, you can choose one audiobook regardless of price, as well as two Audible originals from a fresh selection. Members stay motivated and inspired with unlimited access to exclusive guided fitness and meditation programs. Meditation, by the way, becoming something that a lot of us in this room are trying. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Connor, you were successfully doing oh, it. Oh, I'm, I'm big into meditation now. You are successfully doing it. Then. Almost floating above the ground. That's successful. I have tried my best to dive in there. Our friends at Audible have almost gotten me there. I'm about 85% there. I still think it's going to take me a couple more tries, but I'm excited to get there. My lady Sam with Audible has been meditating all over the fucking house. She's just been floating around. <laughs> she's been sp spreading sage all over the house while she's just floating around this meditation state. And she says it's like a vacation she goes on whenever she does it. She comes back completely refreshed. I would like to feel that. That's why the friends at Audible are going to make that happen for me. 
Sign up for free updates from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the app. Audible members can easily exchange any title they don't love at any time. Members keep their library of listens forever, even if they cancel. Start a 30-day trial and choose one audiobook plus two Audible originals absolutely free. Right now, start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash America or text America to 500-500. That's audible.com slash America or text America to 500-500. Get an audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. I love Audible. I can't wait till I successfully meditate one day. And I can't wait for you to listen to the end of this conversation. The equipment managers, by the way, blue collar bunch, man. Oh, yeah. That is uh, the the equipment managers, athletic trainers, or physical, no, athletic trainers, physical therapists, backbone of a fucking team, man. Incredible. They're my favorite people oh, in the whole building. The best, dude. They're yeah. absolutely the best. Yeah, 100%. Except for when they run out of fucking towels. What are we doing? <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to win, or highest level? Doesn't get any higher. There's literally, no higher place you can go, uh, except for the XFL coming soon. <laughs> um, a high-level college football game happened. That cult of yours on Saturday night with that whiteout was—it's unbelievable, isn't it? I gotta admit that. I know you're not a big fan, but that atmosphere is incredible. I texted Herb Street and I was like, hey, that place looks fucking bonkers right now, is what I responded. And he said, you have no idea. It was awesome yeah. to watch. And that team seems to be good again. Yeah, they're pretty good. They got they got some studs. I mean, that number one, Hamler, absolute stud. 99 on defense, absolute stud. 11, 6. I mean, they, they got a first class defense. And yeah, they got some players there. You, you don't know those kids' names either. I do the same thing when I'm commentating <laughs> games, what you just did right here. Oh, number 16 with a great tackle. I think I got this. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this. Number one, Hamler. Number 99, Yeter Grossmotos. Number 11, wow. Micah Parsons. Number six, Cam Brown. I think I nailed that. All right. Hey. Nailed that. We didn't check. check we did not you check. You don't need to. You don't need to. Do you, right. do you and Saquon like have a cult meeting on Sunday about the game on Saturday? Does that we happen? Did, we did a little dap up. You know, we're both captains. We did a little tap mm. up at midfield. You know, it was nice. Did you see his earring with the number 26 on it on his right ear? That was pretty awesome. Was it? <laughs> you didn't love it. I, yeah, it's great. It's would great. you like would you like to say anything about it or? No. I have a 53 on my necklace. I just never wear it. <laughs> you sound like Dave Peterson a little bit, the guy oh, from Penn no. State. Oh no! You sound like Dave Peterson a little bit because yeah, the guy that wrote in because of the twenty-six earring. Yeah. Did he write in about the twenty-six earring? Uh, it was a long. He wrote in about me. Wrote in about my barbed wire tattoo. <laughs> he did talk shit on that tattoo, but he did write a lot about tattoos. Why did he do that? Why is he coming after tattoos? I hey, that why do a lot of Penn State people do what Penn State people do? You can answer that question, not me. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> Joe Paterno is just worried about Nebraska. <laughs> uh, how's fatherhood? Fatherhood's great. Baby's not here. She's not making noise. She usually brings some pretty good entertainment to get you a nice little comment in the background. She's not here, though. It's just me having a me day. I love my me days. Where You don't have a lot of me days. How does this happen? Normally, I text 
call when I'm on my way home. I didn't do that today because I had something important called a podcast to come on. That's right. Business. So she has no idea I'm home yet. I'll call <laughs> after this and be like, babe, I'm on my way home. All <laughs> <laughs> these are these little games you got to play as you get older and married with kids. I respect that yeah. a lot. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. How many rooms do you have in your house? Every time we talk to you, you're in a new room. He lives well. Want a tour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we would. We're in the middle of a sauna room, it looks. Yeah, this is this is Sherry's office that I have um, completely taken over, as you can see. All of my stuff. His wife's office has literally every single jersey he's ever worn since he was a child. Which is 43 teams. Now we're going out. Uh, oh, here you go. So front, beautiful. Front door. We got kids playroom. Yeah, nice. That's nice. Kids got, can have a nice got the life. wine and liquor room. Great bean bag. Wow. Right love, across from the playroom, side. by the way. Right across from the playroom. <laughs> the tequila. Yeah. You like what? You like yeah, whiskey, right? Disaster. Uh, bedroom. Good huge TV. gun safe. Not an eyesore at all. Nice. Uh, <laughs> smart. Rest of right bedroom. There. Hold Come on. Here. Master closet's back in there somewhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a very nice bedroom you got there. A lot of wood. I was going to say, is that an Arizona thing? It's a fucking cabin I live in, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the new place you just moved into? Yes, new place. Oh, beautiful kitchen. Oh, wide open kitchen, little open concept. concept. What's the fridge? Oh, that's good for entertaining. Shitty shitty fridge. Do you host a lot? Huh? Do you host a lot? No, not as much as I'd like. I don't really like people that much. Me neither. That's why yeah. I, your your house looks like it's set up for entertaining. Good lights but you're ready for the backyard. Oh, oh you wow. got the big green egg as soon as we turn the two corner. Two big green eggs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, two big, big green, green egg. eggs. A Traeger, a grill, a pizza oven, a broiler, <laughs> a fire pit. You're not gonna a be kid's playground. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh. Oh. Wow. You're a center in the NFL, huh? <laughs> Big backyard. Why do you got a putting green back there? I should. That's the next move. What's the acreage on that? Are those palm trees native to the land? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have to pay for them when we're done because they're all fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your fault. Palm trees are supposed to be able to survive in any weather. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought. And then the, then the landlord came over last week and was like, hey, why are all the palm trees dying? And I'm like, oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Why don't you ask the palm trees, fucker? Oh, There's a basement room. Got a big giraffe in the corner for her. She loves the giraffe. <laughs> Smart. It's got, it's got bunny ears on it in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> got, another, got another bedroom back here in case you ever want to visit, which has been never since I've moved to Arizona. Thanks, back, Good friend. That's a lie. We're, when were we out there, Foxy? February. And yeah, we're out there in February. Did either of you come to the house? We weren't invited. No, we weren't. Golf, and that was it. And then here we go. Huh? It's funny. There's the weight room, right there. Oh, oh is that nice. a charger? Nah, BMW. Oh, you live nice, daughter. Hello. Check out my daughter's car. <laughs> Look at that thing. Oh, <laughs> she's got a Benz, dude. Do you ride yeah. a bike around with her in the back? Dude, if you guys if you guys want to see something hilarious, I have every means of transportation: two cars, got a regular bike, I got a bird that I bought for myself. Smart, a little buggy on the back. I got an electric bike. Don't have to pedal. This thing's fucking amazing. <laughs> Definitely, that's what they have to use at Stanford. Those smart kids. That's my house. Hey man, hey, hey! How 
many Chris. years? How many years you been in the NFL? Uh, Eleven. You too. Hey, you tell that baby. Oh, it's oh. a cat. Hi, cat. How's it going, cat? That thing's a little prick. I just fucking speared you. It, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling. Ever since I had this baby, she comes up. She craves attention so much. She fucking headbutts me for attention. Like literally, just rams her head into my leg. That's like, what she just hey, did. Pet me. That's what she just did. Does the baby get no, or does the cat get no attention now that the baby's around? It gets far less. I feel bad about it. She just follows me around making all these fucking noises. Look at it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hard again. Hey. Meow. All right, Aki. Hey, so, got to tell you a story. We still on air? Sure, man. Good story. Hey, Jeremy Piven's also on this podcast. Sorry, Gold. <laughs> what a reaction. Oh, that was beautiful. So, I just want to let you know he told a story about going to England and studying William Shakespeare. Uh, your turn. <laughs> I got an unnamed coach who, going to New York, he was talking about. When you go there, you get all the all the New York accents, all the heckling from the fans. Like, just gear up for it, get ready for it. They're going to be coming with everything, right? Mm -hmm. So we did a walkthrough. We stayed in Jersey City. We did a walkthrough at like a local high school, and it was like the field was basically like along the streets. So the longer this practice goes on on Saturday mid afternoon, the more and more people are like poking their head over the fence like, hey, who's all these idiots on this field? Oh, it's the Arizona Cardinals, like trying to get a peek, right? Cool. And they're all like through and through New York, New Jersey people. So this unnamed coach proceeds to find the most New York, New Jersey looking person, goes up to him and is like, hey, I'll pay you $20 if you heckle the shit out of my center EQ ship. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, boom, we're done with practice. We break it down. Cardinals on three. One, two, three. Cardinals. Dead quiet. We're walking to the bus. This guy peeks his head over the thing. Hey, A.Q. Shipley, you're a fucking bum. Screams <laughs> 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 Whole place loses, and I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> all us, I'm like, God, that was too funny. It's pretty Oh, uh, you will not make this putt, you <laughs> jackass. That's exactly what that guy was. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Oh, fucking beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, by Take the way, that, Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the New York guy was kind of right, but then you had that punchline of Jeremy Piven. I think you probably you won the day there, bub. I think I won. I think I'm one. I'll tell you what. We didn't know which interview was going to go first. We had no idea which interview was going to go first going into this. And I'm still going second. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to have a discussion. All right. Fair enough. If AQ's interview went first, tweet now to AQ Shipley, a big time king. Did you pick the winner on my Instagram? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Did you tell anybody? <laughs> I just figured all along you do that so you don't take the fucking heat and you still pick every one of them. No, 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 no. No, no. I tell everybody else to pick them because I don't want to pick them. I'm not a part of that. They pick them and then they not- notify Phil and then Phil sends them merch. I'm, I mean, he- you can still pick it and I'll still take the fucking heat. You can just be like, ah, oh, EQ picked this guy and you still picked it. By the way, did you, did you see my public pass set? Not bad, huh? Fucking the worst thing I've ever seen. Whoa. You don't mean that. No, I mean it. Literally the worst thing I've ever seen. Show him the one from today. Do we have you the look one like from? You're in punt protection. I was playing left tackle, dude. Yeah, same have thing. You seen the defensive pass rushers in this league? If you give them that much space, you're bro, done, bro. It's I saw over. I saw a defensive pass rusher today in the streets of New York. Oh yeah, washed him down. Fucking washed him down. <laughs> you had no idea. Who was it? I mean, looked like Jadavian Clowney, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Uh, it might have been Carl Vandenbosch, to be honest with you. Not... Carl. Carl. <laughs> Look at that play! I just showed him the play. His play was it eight, the one where Strahan spotlighted you. How happy Fucking are you right. after that? Guy doesn't get touched. How do you feel about Strahan spotlighting you on that play? I don't know what he said. I got some asshole that did his commentary over top of it. <laughs> oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I was so happy for you, man. They put a big ass spotlight on you. No, granted. Smaller than what it could have been because you've lost a lot of weight, but it was still a spotlight that was on you. That never happens. I don't think it's happened in 13 years. 14 years ago it happened. Let's see. Jesus. That guy was scared. This guy, watch the pass rush. Watch this guy. Watch me fucking just barrel you, bottle you, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Pretty good. The guy. The guy gave you a little wiggle, dude. He gave you like a. That was pretty awesome. (laughs) Quarterback didn't get touched. <laughs> Man, that was awesome. You, just, you look terrible. You're a terrible offensive lineman. <laughs> I really thought I'd get a lot more credit from you, offensive lineman, for at least trying to do something that you guys do in a public sense. But It's so funny to me whenever like people who don't play it like, try and imitate it. It is the funniest thing in the world. They, like, their feet are like literally behind each other. Like If somebody put a pinky on them, they'd fall over. <laughs> I agree. Those, no people, those people are bums. Us guys that have good pass sets oh, yeah. know that balance is key to the entire thing. In the trenches, baby. In the trenches with me and Z. Oh, yeah. And AQ sometimes. Wide base. Need a wide base. Just like playing basketball defense. That's it. That's all you're doing. Did you see the highlight of Aaron Donald picking up? Did you ever see, did you ever see uh, the old clips of Wojciechowski at Duke slapping the floor how wide his base was? <laughs> no. The guy's got to figure it out. Did you see the clip of Aaron Donald picking up another professional athlete off the ground this weekend? Yeah, I, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> How's that make you feel? Looking forward to playing him. <laughs> <laughs> you play the 49ers in that D-line soon? Yeah, we got them in two weeks. Actually, uh, like 10 days from now, I think. Next Thursday. Would you rather play someone short and stocky like Donald or like big like Bruckner? Ooh. Brockers? No, Buckner? DeForest. DeForest. Bruckner. Um, I mean, they're, they're they're both their own animal. I'd rather face the 6'3", 340 guys. That's who I like to play against. Amen. Why is that? Because I'm 290 now, guys. I got athleticism. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Did you see that? <laughs> you did? <laughs> <laughs> You 
you're just doing jukes to the camera there at 290. How come though? Because that the little guy who's probably more athletic than you and stronger than you could just beat you in both ways. Well, it, no, it, yeah, it's just I mean, at the end of the day, like what has happened is, I mean, ten years ago you used to have the really big defensive line, which there's still a few teams that kind of have them, but the linebackers of 10 years ago are now defensive ends. The defensive ends of 10 years ago are now defensive tackles. Well, right? So they, faster. They've gotten more athletic. They've gotten more faster. And, uh, yeah, they're freakazoids over there, as we'd like to call them. And Aaron Donald is just another level. He's by far the best football player on earth, right? He's really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, you'd have to put him up there. With the NFL photo, number one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, voted on by the players, which nobody ever gets a sheet to vote on. That one. <laughs> I know. I often wondered why my vote never got casted for anything. I always voted for my teammates. And they, I, oh, I never got a sheet. So. Me neither. I never got to vote for anything either. I don't think they never give. They never give you the sheets, right? Have you ever voted? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever gotten a sheet. How many years you been in? 11. I played for eight. I don't think I ever voted. Who's filling out the sheets? Hmm. As voted on by the players, what players? Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Mystery. Hmm. Coaches taking it home, having their kids fill them out, <laughs> telling them who to put. Popularity content. Yeah. It's just like high school all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Homecoming king, Aaron Donald. <laughs> I think they got it right, though, whoever they were asking. 100%. I yeah, think they got it right. He's, he's pretty He's pretty incredible. What does he do? He's just faster than you and stronger than you? He's kind of got it all. I mean, he's literally – I mean, he's one of the fastest, quickest human beings going against – I love what I love what one of my teammates, I think, said. This is actually a great line. He goes, I go against defensive linemen. And all these defensive ends, these Vaughn Millers, these Chandler Jones, these all these really, really good defensive ends. You guys are saying they're the best athletes on the field, right? What do you call me if I have to do that walking backwards? I have to block them walking backwards. Oh. I thought that was a great comment. Yeah, for you as an offensive lineman, I think it's, I would definitely love that. <laughs> What we have to do? We have to walk back. <laughs> I agree. You have to pass that just like what I do out there in public. Yeah. Yeah. So did you just turn that into a compliment of yourself? Way too fucking long, man. I really got I got better things to do with my life. You don't. You're both, hiding from your the family. The first 15 minutes went really well. Now we're just fucking going off on Dan. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> you still don't have to be a dad or a husband, though, for at least another 10 minutes. That doesn't feel pretty good. Penguins play tonight? First 15 minutes were scripted, and now we're making adjustments. Thank you. Yeah, listen, we tried to adjust after first 15. Sounds we like did. a football game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you guys point. script plays? We don't. First time, first time in my career. You have no idea what you're doing going out there. He does. We don't. Hmm. Do you like it or hate it? It's working really well. So whatever he's doing, just keep doing it. <laughs> hey, you too, man. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> An incredible father, an incredible husband. <laughs> nice house. Appreciate you giving us a tour Dead from countries. Pennsylvania State University, the home of the Nittany Lions, the home. Don't do it. Of the Whiteout. Okay. 
Good. The home. Don't do it. Of AQ Shipley, ladies there and gentlemen, AQ Shipley. <laughs> All right, man. We'll Sandusky you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to AQ Shipley for joining us, honestly. Uh, if you can guess any of the stuff that was edited out of there by Ty Schmidt, we'll give you some free merch. Just go ahead and add us at Pat McAfee Show, at Nick Moraldo, at Tone Diggs with a Z, at Todd McComas, at Ty Schmidt, at Vivo Zito, at Evan Foxy, and at Boston Connor, no O in the second O for Connor. Correct. Boston C-O-N-N-R. Not one person guessed what was edited out last time. Not one person? It's going to be tough, I think, for this one, too. But if you do, $500 to the merch store. Use the hashtag, he said what? (laughs) That's hashtag, he said what? And at all of us, $500 gift card to the merch store. Uh, The last name I just introduced there is somebody that maybe not everybody knows because you might be new listeners of the show. If you're old listeners of the show, you very much understand who this man is, what he is. Uh, Boston Connor is back with us. Very happy you're here, man. How are you? Good, man. It's uh, great to be back in the uh, heart of the country. I, I miss the ocean for a little, but I love this flatland. Yeah, well, I bet the geography is really what it's all about out mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? When you come out to Indiana, you think this flat-ass land is what I'm here for. Beautiful. It has been nice to see. I mean, we've only I've only been here a couple of days since I've been traveling and I'm back. But having your presence around has been one that I've enjoyed a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I uh, definitely, uh, you know, getting the footing back and getting the juices flowing again, but it's good. Now, we can we clear up that you were not in jail? I wasn't in jail. Uh, I wasn't in jail. Uh, I stayed up for four straight days, and I know what you're thinking. How much cocaine was this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there were no uppers involved. Um, but, yeah, I had a little mix-up there. I had to take care of some business on the home front, but I'm feeling great. Well, we're all very happy that you're back. I mean, it's been exciting. Uh, and the Patriots are still very good at football. So it seems like nothing really has changed. <laughs> no, nope, I haven't skipped a beat. No, it's here great, we are. Great to have you league. back here. This weekend was an insane one in the NFL. I'll tell you what, when I say this, I mean this. And, and Zito, I don't want to pile on here. Uh-uh. I don't want to pile on. Uh-uh. But the, the New Orleans Saints basically had nobody playing football for them. Still a good team. Coach was an amazing coach. Chicago guy, people forget. Sean Payton's a Chicago guy? Oh, yeah. Naperville. I didn't know that. Well, then how'd you let him out of the state? Because it seems like... The Saints paid him a lot of money. <laughs> what? I think he's an Eastern guy, too. I, he I, is, yeah. yeah. What happened to the Bears? Uh, you know, I can't blame on jet lag this week. Um, poor play calling, probably. Oh, to put you're going after the coach? <laughs> oh, so that's Nagy's fault? No, I'm not saying any names. The coach? <laughs> we found out there's one thing that could beat the Bears defense. Jet lag. And it's Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> the Bears defense just is completely quit because they know that no matter what they do, no matter how great they play, when the ball gets on the offensive side, Mitchell Trubisky and that offense is going to stink. They were great for like two quarters, two and a half quarters, almost three quarters, and they're like, this I mean, guy we, stinks. Why are we even trying? Why like why are we, why are we even wasting our effort? Chuck Pagano has Chuck Pagano has beaten leukemia. Mm-hmm. Chuck Pagano has done a lot of great things. <laughs> Motivating that Bears defense to make them think that they can still be in games no matter how good they play with whoever's playing offensive mm-hmm. quarterback for the Bears is going to be one of his most difficult things he's ever done in his entire life. And by the way, Pulse of Bears Nation. They've fucking given up on Mitchell mm-hmm. Trubisky. 
Yins have given up on Mitchell Trubisky. Well, well, <laughs> haven't given up yet, but no, we're in the market. Hey, you literally on the show today, live show, you said false prophet. Yeah. I'm done with it. And him. then I said Moses had a comeback. And you were wrong. Mm-hmm. For what, the comeback? Yeah, he actually left. Didn't come back at all. No, just wandered off for 60 years. Really? Yeah. Jesus, so on the other peace. hand, I'm came out. back. That's why I meant. Jesus come back. But honestly, like the same thing with the kicker situation, why don't you just bring a bunch of quarterbacks in and build the confidence that way? Oh, kind of like Goose Island did up there where they just had a bunch of drunks stumble <laughs> in and maybe we get a Vince Papali yeah, situation. Vince but there. that's exactly what I'm talking about. That is what you're resorting to in Chicago is a hopeful Vince Papali situation to come wandering off the streets of South Side Chicago. Same thing happened to Vinny though, right? Essentially like where you just got to like build that spark up again. Adam Vinatieri, though, is Different situation, the greatest in the history of the game. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky has never proven that that spark was ever lit for him. That's know. like if Brady had one bad game, you're like, oh, he'll come back. Yeah. This is like if the worst kicker of all time tried making a comeback. Yeah, like if a Roberto Aguayo. Like when Cody Parker yeah. came back and doinked again. That's oh, basically oh that guy, the football gods. What it. the? F- he does not deserve it. <laughs> What has what has Cody Parkey done to these football gods? By the way, they're just punishing. he hit poles. He, he practiced on poles. He won't criticize Mitch, but he's burying Cody Parkey. I know it's just easy for Z though to do that. Yeah, it's just a, take the easy way. I'll blame the uh, attractive young looking kid from Auburn. He's attractive, but horrible kicker. I would argue he was a Pro Bowl kicker at one point. Yeah, until he hit a pole. He's a better kicker than Mitch is a quarterback. Mm. Oh, oh, you shut you up. Go. There you go. What a pole. <laughs> what a poll of the people that is. Is Cody Parkey, who has been to a Pro Bowl before, has done very good things in his NFL career, is he a better kicker than Trubisky, his quarterback? That is a great question. Chicago people are going to go up in arms about this. They have no idea what to do and how to react here. Because I got a lot of Bears fans tweeting me saying they're fucking fed up with it. Yeah. Someone started the GoFundMe. For what? For getting Mitch out. Oh. Can you imagine looking at that? If you're Mitch, <laughs> oh god, oh my god! First of all, it's Mitchell, but they, they he it's Mitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I bet you Mitchell's a good guy. Oh, I bet yeah. you he's an incredibly good sure. human. But he just has the, the conf- river on. He has no confidence at all mm. in what he's doing. He looks scared. Mm. I mean, he's missing wide open passes. Something happened inside his ears this past offseason that made him a much worse quarterback than he was last year. I, I just don't know what happened, but. We're wasting that Bears defense who has completely given up hope. They kind of got that Cam Newton syndrome going on where you just kind of fall out of love of the game and like kind of sick of it because there ain't shit you can do. Because No, I would argue this, though. Some defenses could get that pride where they're like, this is our team. We're going to win games. If this guy who's taking snaps is completely inept, at least we'll be able to do our job. We're going to score more than the other team scores. We're going to win this game. And I think the Bears are doing that early, but then they just got wore down. Fucking hey, dude. How many fucking turnovers do you need? (laughs) Well, then they had a blocked punt. They're like, the special teams are against us now, too. Uh, Incredibly smart play there by Very, very. Bat netball. As somebody who has done that before in the back of the end zone, the old quick little bat out. They're like, it's a penalty. Yeah, it's a safety either way. Who cares? As long as it's not a touchdown, that's all we're trying to do. Five but points. Never, ever, ever want to hear thump, thump whenever you're a punter. But as soon as you hear that, your eyes are just going, oh, shit, where the fuck is it? <laughs> and then you see a bunch of people much more athletic than you sprinting at your legs. Like, oh, fuck, is it under me? Let's get it out of there. Good play by Patty O'Donnell. Is Eddie Pinheiro still kicking for you guys? Yes, sir. He had a, he had a big ball. 54. That a boy, Eddie Pinheiro. He's doing good. 
So Pat O'Donnell's not bad. Eddie Pinero's not bad. The defense is not bad. <laughs> bring in, bring in Cam. I think if you train for Cam Newton, I think that team gets a lot better. Even the New York guys uh, in the studio was saying, "Get." Oh, you can't hear me. Can now? I don't know what happened. That thing hit the ground and went out, and then I could hear you now. But what you say? They were saying just go for Eli Manning. Mm. I don't know if that's going to do it. I don't think Eli Manning would want to do that. Well, he probably wouldn't be much of a trade. Who is somebody? Ryan Fitzpatrick was the He'd guy we landed on. Yeah. I think Mariota. No, get out of here. He's better than Mitch. Is he? Is he? He's the yes. same player. Uh, he's probably much more athletic, I think. Oh, no, Mitch is fast. <laughs> what was that? Oh, Mitch is fast. Is he really? Is that why they're having him like run the option all yeah, the time and design it, quarterback runs? With his broken clavicle? Yeah. It's harder from the run now because it's broken class. You think Marcus Mariota and Mitchell Trubisky are similar athletes? Yes. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitchell Trubisky. Who are you taking? Uh, Fitzpatrick for sure. Mm. He's a cool guy. Now that's He's the a guy, cool guy that could potentially get <laughs> traded up there to Chicago because honestly, the Dolphins are going to fuck around and let Fitzpatrick play and yeah, went out. <laughs> His kids would love They're Chicago. I think they're going to win out if Ryan Fitzpatrick continues they to play. They keep letting Fitzpatrick play. He's going to fuck around, and they're going to win out. They're going to win every single game. There's a chance. I mean, that's unbelievable to think about. All they need is one more win. There ain't no way the Falcons are winning a game for the rest of the year. No, what about yeah. the Redskins? They stink. There's a lot of teams that stink. Bengals, too. Don't fuck around. The Bengals ain't going to win a game either. No, Matt Schaub's still in this league. <laughs> Where? <laughs> He's Atlanta's quarterback now. No. If Matt Ryan's out. Oh, God. That's hysterical. The Schwab special, $6 burger. There's so many really good teams. <laughs> What's he talking about? <laughs> uh, when he was playing for the Texans, they did that to his own quarterback where they did like a $6 special for a burger because he gave so many pick, pick six. He was the pick six king, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Schwab, not Schwab. <laughs> you can <laughs> stump the Schwab, though. Yeah, that was a great show. great show back in the day. <laughs> Starting... Today, FanDuel's online app to gamble in Indiana is off and running. FanDuel.com forward slash McAfee. We're boosting odds. We're giving you everything you could possibly want. It's easy gambling. It's insightful gambling. It's going to be a lot of fun this fall. And if you're new to gambling, you're wondering, how do I do it? Who should I bet? Where are the smart people going? Where are the dumb people going? There's only one app and one app alone to make you become a much smarter gambler or a much better informed gambler, and that's the Action Network app. Right now at getaction.app forward slash pat, you can read thousands and thousands of articles from very intelligent individuals telling you why you should gamble on what. It's not gambling, it's investing whenever you have the knowledge and the power to make the correct choices for these games that you're betting on. Yes, gambling is becoming legalized. Yes, gambling is going to become a nationwide trend. And yes, gambling is going to be something you are going to enjoy a lot, but you'll enjoy it even more whenever you're winning. And the only way to win is to get knowledge. And the way to do that is through the Action Network. Also, anytime you place a bet on FanDuel, go ahead and put it into the Action Network where you can track all of your bets. If you're doing well, green dot. If you're doing bad at the time, red dot. We want to live in Green Dot City, and the way to do that is to require the information from the Action Network. Right now, getaction.app forward slash Pat. Track all the bets, track all the 
sharp money, mm -hmm. track all the dumb money, and find out why you should do what. It's not gambling, it's investing, especially after you read the Action Network. Get action.app forward slash Pat. Let's win all the monies. It's incredible to me to think how good the NFC is, though. Mm -hmm. If you look at the top of the NFC, I mean, we are talking a very difficult conference. Mm -hmm. You got... What was that? Zio smacking the Bears helmet. It's not the Bears. <laughs> Bears nowhere near there. Vikings are, though. I mean, oh, the Vikings yeah. are up there for yeah. sure. Oh, Just yeah. kind of leapfrogged. Oh, yeah. You guys beat them, and I nobody knows. how. That was before the public meltdown yeah. in Minnesota that saved their season. They should be thanking Stephon Thielen in the Kirk Cousins show mm -hmm. instead of finding them. I assume that will all come back around. He looks incredible. That offense looks incredible. You look at the Packers, though. That is my favorite for the NFC for the Super Bowl, yeah. mostly because Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur are getting hot. Mm -hmm. They're starting to understand each other. Mm -hmm. Fist pumping in synchronization, speeches after the game, making the checks, throwing the ball. They don't have Devontae Adams. I mean, that team's only going to get better when you add another weapon. The Packers seem like they're going to be at the top of the class. My number two team is Drew Brees and that Saints. Mm -hmm. Even though Drew Brees isn't there, Teddy Bridgewater getting wins is paramount because in the playoffs, these wins, if the Saints can have home field advantage, that is a completely different ball game than if they have to travel to the frozen tundra. Drew Brees down there in the Superdome with those freaks and geeks and witches and voodoo folks stumbled off of Bourbon Street, blacked out, blacked out off of four hurricanes, losing their minds for four quarters. It is very difficult to win in the Superdome, but... You get end of season Drew Brees with a little bit of a noodle warm, which might not happen because he's been resting here. But if it, you know, trends continue in Lambeau, I mean, that's a completely different operation. So it's big what Teddy Bridgewater has been able to do. Then I got the Niners there. Mm -hmm. I like the Niners a lot. I think they're an incredible team. That defense is suffocating. Not sure the offense has figured it out yet. Not that you could have got a good read in Washington because of the downpour anyways. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't really tell. And the other team I like the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Am I saying this strictly because I have to? Yes. Yes, that is 100% right. I was told we talk about Cowboys numbers go up. I'm in a corporate world now where I have to do that. But if the Cowboys can play like they played on Sunday night against an Eagles team that stinks, I think they have a chance. They were clicking on all cylinders going into the bye week. Maybe they paid Dak, kind of ease some tensions. Maybe it's all in the hips and they get going. It'll be interesting to see if the Cowboys can keep up. But those top three teams, I think they're pulling away quickly from everybody else in the NFC. NFC playoffs, I think anybody can, can beat. If, like, if Seattle's going to be a six seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for everybody else in the NFC, they got to fucking get going now or they're not going to make it mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. I mean, those spots are filling up very quickly right now. And if you're like the Rams who just beat up on the Falcons and you're like maybe getting back into it, you gotta you gotta go quick and you gotta go now because those NFC spots are gonna fill up mm -hmm. very quickly with very good teams. And on the AFC side, Patriots are obviously gonna go. You you like the Patriots this year? Uh, yeah, I think we got a good shot this year. They're pretty good. <laughs> so I knew he felt back today. He started chirping again. Oh yeah, were you not chirping the other days? No, mm. no, I've just been slowly. Re I, I mean, I don't want to get punched in the face on the first day. <laughs> I mean, come on, I give it a couple weeks at least. No, see, I think the first day is when you could have said whatever because everybody's like happy to have you back. Like, you <laughs> yeah, now we're kind of getting comfortable. Yeah, you, pass. you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, 
You like the Patriots team this year, though. That defense is fucking unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Jamie Collins, all pro this year. Uh, Darius Butler wanted me to pull a clip from when he was on the show, and he said when Jamie Collins goes back to the Patriots, he's going to dominate there. We couldn't find the clip, but he was 100% right. Remember, Jamie Collins said something about wanting a contract, and they shipped him to the Browns. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, is that right? Okay, go do some hard time. <laughs> they sent him out to fucking, um, what's that, that uh, Alcatraz, mm-hmm. Cleveland. And then when he's done, he's like, you learn your lesson? Yeah, come on back. <laughs> That's what the Patriots did. Yep. Defense is incredible. Special teams is going to get better. And I think Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels are always going to figure it out. But nothing matters before Thanksgiving for Bill Belichick. So we'll never know what the team truly is until then. This is all kind of preseason. But the Patriots are obviously going to be in. The Colts. I When I say this, yes, it's me being a homer. But that team, the way it is assembled, is a team to do damage deep in the season late in the year if you can run the ball and stop the run that's how you do damage in the playoffs in december that's kind of the way it goes and that team can run the ball and that team on the defensive side can stop the run and jacoby Brissett is an absolute stud i like the colts a lot not just because it's good for business not just because a lot of my friends still work there not just because we get to see them day in and day out here in indianapolis but also because I think they're a really fucking good team for once. And I think that is why it was such heartbreak city that Andrew Luck retired because everybody in the city was like, oh, fucking come on. We finally got a team. Chris Ballard kind of finally puts a team together. Andrew Luck says, I'm done, cuz. See you later. I got to go ride my bike around Stanford's campus. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pay Jacoby Brissett, and Jacoby has balled the fuck out. I'm a big fan of Jacoby, and I like the Colts a lot. As a Patriots fan, is this the first Colts team that you've ever like had real respect for here early? Uh, no, there were some teams Peyton had. Uh, what, what hey, was recent history. Recent, recent history. history. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so, too. Honestly, in my mm-hmm. eyes, even as a guy who played on a couple of those teams, this team looks fundamentally different than those teams did. The teams that I played on with Luck and them, it was a lot of if Luck and Ball, our team can do it. Like if Luck does good, our team does good. In this particular Colts team, the way Ballard has built this thing, with an offensive line being dominant, if your run game isn't going, it's okay, let Jacoby have some time he can throw. The offensive line being good sets you up to be successful in many other ways than just running the ball. It affects everything else. And then that defense, they are they have depth even though they're young, and I think they're getting healthy. This is the honestly looking at this team, I'm like, this is probably the best built team I've seen the Colts have probably ever. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, aside from having Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the history of the game, probably second greatest quarterback in the history of the game. I mean, this is just a very well-built team, and I like them. I'm a big fan of the Colts. And Chiefs got no idea what's going on with Patty Mahomes. That dislocated kneecap's uh, going to hurt like a motherfucker. Yep. Now they're saying he's going to come back sooner than the three to six weeks, too. That just makes no sense. I mean, no. maybe. I mean, maybe, I guess. I, I I have no idea. If they popped it back in, which is good, mine was floating outside of my knee oh. for eight weeks. Yeah, it didn't come back <laughs> into the groove. So that hurt like hell. But let's assume if you dislocate it, there's going to be some strains on some things. With the ankle injury on the left and then the 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 dislocated patella on the right knee as a guy who's pretty mobile. I mean, if there's anybody that's going to be able to figure out, it's Pat Mahomes, but that might, that has to hurt the chiefs at least a little bit. I'd assume in the AFC has to, has to, I if has maybe to. if I were, if I were lived in Kansas city, I would have donated my knee. Maybe they found someone to do it. Oh, well, it's, and also Kansas city good people. Cause everybody there knows and loves the home oh, of no. the Jeez. They could definitely get a fucking knee from somebody. Yeah, yeah That's not probably... your knee, Diggs. Yeah, I don't know. If he wants your knee. I actually Whoa. don't have knee problems. Good I wouldn't knees. give him a shoulder, bad shoulders, yeah, but, but my knees are okay. Even as a catcher? Yeah, I know it's weird. 
Great. Didn't wear knee, didn't wear knee savers either because those were for soft kids. <laughs> kids pop time was next level. Next level. Also, I think it's easy for us to say we have good knees when we never do anything to challenge the knees. You know what I mean? It's like my knees sitting in this resting. chair right now, like man, my knees feel good. <laughs> my knees been resting and recovering for like thirteen years. Did I, t- did I tell you guys I sprinted this weekend? How'd that feel? Oh, really? Okay, so Sam and I took our dogs for a walk around the property. Beautiful fall day. Leaves were changing. Some vitamins. It was just like a perfect situation. We get in the backyard in the open field, and Sam's like, I want to race. And I, I started laughing. I was like, okay, who are you racing? The dogs? She was like, no, I want to race you. I was like, you want to race me? She was like, yeah, but I want you to take it seriously. And I'm like, like what the fuck? Even, <laughs> even my fiance just completely forgets that I was like a freak athlete. Like, this is a re- she had a straight face when she was looking at me. Like, I want to race. And I was like, Okay, let's do it. And she was like, I'm scared you're not going to run. I was like, I'll run, whatever. So we put our shit down. Okay, we put all of our stuff down. Take the hoodie off. I had a couple hoodies on. It was a little chilly. Put my drink down. Put the smoke down. Put the lighter down. Everything. We line up. And she starts like full sprinting. She's like, all right, we'll race to the uh, deer feeder in the middle. I'm like, cool, let's go. And she was like, I want a real race. And I was like, all right. So she starts running. And I was like, all right, fuck it. You know, I'll probably bust out both of my hip flexors here, but I'm going I'm to stride out here too. So I obviously galloped past her very quickly, but I felt like Jacob Sully in his avatar <laughs> for the first time. I fucking went loose. I just, I sprinted right past the deer feeder, almost like to the other side. I was striding. I was like, man, this is the first time I've really like opened this motherfucker up for a long time. It felt good. Yes. I mean, it felt good to run again. And I was like, oh, my shit's probably going to hurt so bad tomorrow. My ankles are probably going to be yelling at me tomorrow. My knees, who knows what's going to happen with the hips and the hamstrings. Fucking forget it. I mean, I'm in a bad spot. I was running as fast as I could possibly run. It literally felt like that day where Sully got loose. And, uh, and I woke up the next day feeling good. Really? I think I might be running sprints in my backyard on a daily basis. It was a very good feeling. I have not done that in so long. So, so long. I told a story on the Heartland Radio the other day that I did that in the backyard playing with the dogs the other day. And I forgot. I forgot that I could run. Like, I forgot how to do it. <laughs> I just fell over. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought my, my feet, my ankles are going to roll somehow. I felt like I was going to be like a baby giraffe coming out of the vagina. Yeah. The whole thing. Not the case. Did you handle yourself? Well? Oh, yeah. It feels pretty good, didn't it? No, it didn't really feel good for me. So maybe we don't give your knees to Pat I mean, Jesus Christ. That's Speaking, probably Speaking of knees, you hear Zion's career is over. Oh, oh man. Are you serious? Well, he's out six to eight weeks, yeah. but I mean, this is only the beginning. He's going to play like six seasons, like 27 games a season. His meniscus, right? Yeah, but there's a surgery coming out that they can fix your meniscus. Mm-hmm. This is a new state-of-the-art surgery. Tim McAfee found it, sent it across my desk because the McAfee's a bad menisc guy. There is a surgery coming out where they basically just fucking insert a new meniscus for you. Oh. I think 2020 it's being launched. Whoa. Now, that's straight from Tim McAfee's desk. I'm not sure the 100% accuracy yeah. of that, but I do believe there is a meniscus surgery coming to save a lot of people's knees because that's just annoying pain. Like, meniscus is just bone on bone. Mm-hmm. It's just like a nightmare, you know? But that's what they're saying is his issue, meniscus. He's out six to eight, six to eight weeks. You know. Now, the gate is the, the discussion was before, he is this freak athlete that can do things he shouldn't be able to do because of his size, but your body can take some punishment yeah, because of that. Never would have guessed that the 280-pound guy. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to lose about 35 pounds. That Whoa. could jump yeah. 75 inches mm-hmm. in the air and was that explosive would have knee issues. Never, ever, ever would have guessed that. Going to the same thing. Hmm? You? Oh, yeah. 
Z, you and Zion are the same weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Proud of it. <laughs> you can touch room, though. That's fine. I could barely touch it. Uh, you can touch, you what, can touch the rim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm wearing the right shoes, I can touch room. So, you get I, net? so what are they doing right now? They're, they're just trying to get him to lose weight, I'd assume, for six weeks. They're probably just getting weight off because whenever you lose gotcha. weight, your knees feel better. That right. is something that actually oh. actively happened. Like whenever I would go into a season light, my knees would feel so much better. And when I was heavy, my knees would hurt. I'm assuming right now they're trying to get weight off of Zion. If it's I hard, am. though, with all those beignets. Diner in New Orleans. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be able to. Kills lose opening it. night because he was. It was opening yeah. night. He was opening night. First, kills the first night, couple yeah. weeks. Any I, possibility though that he battles the, his entire career with injuries because of his size? I would assume that there's a chance of that, but there's also diets that can uh, kind of uh, fight in inflammation in your knees and stuff like that. If he loses weights, so there's a lot of things that he'll be able. He'll have some. He'll have to have incredible discipline. Yes, to have a. Any longevity. Going to have to have yeah. some real discipline when it comes to rehab, treatment, uh, stretching, Staying your lean. diet, yeah. frog legs. everything. What's that, dude? Frog He's legs. just talking Louisiana food. <laughs> Louisiana. Fresh. Uh, he can't be having Popeyes. Cannot be having fried no. chicken. He's going to have to change a lot of things, but there is a diet, though, that can combat the inflammation in your knees and stuff like that. And he was probably to lose weight. I assume we're going to see an entirely new-looking Zion whenever he debuts. He's probably going to be chiseled up just like LeBron, if I had to guess. And hopefully that'll help extend his career to at least 10 years where he can just be dominant. I don't like hearing he's hurt, though. Not mm -hmm. one bit. Because everybody's like, well, he's hurt at Duke. Yeah, his shoes quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his shoe quit on him. That's why he was hurt. I don't like to hear that. Mm -mm. I assume this is the first time he's been told he needs to lose weight. He's like 19. Is he 19? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 So no one's ever been like, you got to lose some weight when you're only 18, 17 years old. Yeah. Well, I'm not, assuming the internet body shamed the fuck out of him yeah, a little probably. bit. Like, oh. Look at how high the fat kid can jump. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just puts his highlight video on there. He's like, yeah, you can't do this. By the way, it'd be very hard for me to want to lose weight because I know mm -hmm. exactly how I was just kicking balls. People are like, you need to lose weight. I'm like, is that ball still fucking traveling forever or <laughs> mm -hmm. not? If I was Zion and they're like, you need to lose weight. He's like, is my head still hitting off the rim? As soon as my head stops hitting the rim, then he can tell me to lose weight. And they're like, well, it's not about that. It's about your knees. Like, my fucking knees. And then, bang, here we are. Mm -hmm. Probably would have lost it naturally, too, if he could have got at least halfway through the season. Playing without, all those games every night. Without the shoe problem. Is that what you're thinking? Just playing those games. I feel like he's rigorous to NBA lose. schedule. Yeah. I will say, though, if he drops to 240, he might be dunking from like the three-point line. Uh, might be the best dunker we've ever seen in our entire life if he gets down. First, Jordan. Maybe Zion after. You would put Jordan as the number one dunker in history? Oh, yeah. That free throw had no chance. I think he stepped on the line. He did. He did. Yeah. So? There's people that have not stepped on the line that have done it. Yeah, he did it first. But yeah, did. just because he's older. Than he stepped right? on the line, though, so he didn't really do it. No, but like this it, is not the triple jump. He's not getting faulted for it. Yeah, we, we're actually <laughs> yeah. faulting him right now. Yeah, you, you said something, and we faulted him for it. No. Yeah. I don't think so. A lot of good pictures of it. <laughs> Would you argue that Jordan's the best dunker in the game? Oh, Vince, yeah. or Vince Carter. There it is. There's the, There's the final answer. North Carolina guy. No big deal. Alumni. 
Did you go to North Carolina? Yeah, I did a online class. Pass fail. <laughs> you were just taking credit for Michael Jordan's school. Yeah. That's why you said North Carolina. Because the guy that you were fighting for went to school with the guy that was actually the Dougie champ. That's also why he loves Mitch so much. Because Mitch is also a North Carolina. Guy. Another alumni, yeah. Uh, Mitchell. Yeah. It's Mitch right now, I think. Is it really? Yeah. He said that or you're saying that? I'm saying that right now. Okay, Z. And a boy. Um, all right. Colts going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Patriots are always going to be good. Shout out to the Patriots for covering last night nine and a half, just like we thought they were going to do against mm-hmm. the Jets. Congrats to the Jets for putting up a little bit of a fight there for that little bit of time. You remember when they did that, Connor? I mean, it was it was valiant. It was nice to see, but you know, all dogs go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> good for them. I love the Colts. Love everything happening in the NFL right now. This is shaping up to be an incredible one. If the Bears want to win immediately. Make a call down at 305. Send him a washer and dryer. Send him a physical therapist. Send him a couple K-balls, whatever you can get, and get Ryan Fitzpatrick up there with that mm-hmm. magical beard mm-hmm. and let him lead them to some victory so you're not completely out of it here in the next week or so because the Vikings and Packers are doing nothing but heating up. Shout-out to AQ Shipley and the Arizona Cardinals. Good for the Dallas Cowboys, looking like a good football team. And thank you so much for listening. You guys are the greatest. And we're going to top this thing off with an interview with a very, very accomplished man from the entertainment world diving deep into the annals of acting. Uh, We have an Emmy Award winner, a Golden Globe winner, a man whose character in a show shaped my literal life right now at the time being. I would argue the greatest character in the history of television, but not only that, incredible movie lineup as well, and a stand-up comedian this weekend. He's at Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis, Indiana. He's on tour. We'll find out where he's at next. I think he's going to be here for a bit with us, joining us, uh, and I have no idea where it's going to go, but I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Piven. Wow, that's thank you so much, man. That was an amazing intro, but unfortunately, I have to go. <laughs> Is that weird? Yeah, there's nowhere to go but no, down after that. No, man, I, I, you know, the mimes freaked me out. You know, I, 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 I didn't come here for the mime show. No, that was amazing. But no, I'm happy to be here. I can talk about sports, entertainment, whatever you guys want. Um, I, you know, be, I'm from Chicago, so I'm a huge Bears fan. Bears Don, that guy's a big so Bears fan too. There he also go. thinks there's no love salt it. in the Pacific Ocean. Love so, it. Yep. wow. Well, look at that's that's <laughs> that's one of those throwback helmets. I love it. It's oh, yeah. really cool. Well, he's also awesome. a throwback idiot too. The guy <laughs> I love it that you're currently speaking to. I love there. it. You know what? What happened to the Bears and, and the Raiders? What what, what what do you think the variable was? With Jet that? lagged. You think that's what it was? Oh yeah, yeah. we learned that the, the bears just aren't good in England. That's yeah. what we learned. Okay. The bears aren't good in England. So so the Raiders didn't have to fly over as well. They, they, <laughs> they, so the, the, the Raiders they, they li- came a week early. They live in Notting Hill right? <laughs> with Hugh Grant. They came a week early. Is that true? Oh yeah. That's so smart. John Gruden. You know what is? God bless him, man. <laughs> he is not playing around that dude. But you thought that you know. Khalil, because I was over there in in England for the past four years, sh- uh, shooting a TV show called Mister Selfridge that was on PBS here. Eleven people saw it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Do I sound bitter? Because no, I am. Because no. I am. Hey, it was a great show, though. I mean, I remember watching it. I was one of those eleven. All of us. Oh, we oh, might have yeah. been the eleven. Right on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. But I will say that the NFL players would get over there, and it's a great time. So, you know, I don't know how much of a variable that is, but I, I thought, you know, that the boys would come out a little harder. 
than that. You know, you it's got tough. The England game is tough, and I mean that as somebody who went over there. And our team lost, and I, I didn't have much to do with it. I mean, I, I kind of chilled on the sideline a lot of the game. But we lost <laughs> to the Jacksonville Jaguars over there. Routine gets broken. So, like, football players, for all of their faults and for all of their incredible abilities, super routine individuals. So, like, okay, at this point I do this. At this time of day I do this. I eat at this time. Yeah, but this. hold on. Let me interrupt you because I have no idea. You're you're an elite athlete, and <sighs> I'm, I'm a, a civilian. But... Khalil Mack is one of those guys that defies all the odds. He didn't have a training camp. He came in with the Bears, and he literally had the game of his life. I think he had maybe, you know, got, you know, he just put pads on for the first time, you know, since the season before. (laughs) They just pointed him to the field, and he just started wrecking something, right? So I think Khalil Mack. The routine doesn't matter. I I don't think so, but, you know, he didn't seem like himself. You know what's interesting to me with you is a lot of the Hollywoods, a lot of you Hollywoods, don't follow the sports, the footballs. I think whenever I go to L.A., <laughs> okay. what I realize is there's a lot of other stuff going on, a lot of other stuff going on. We're out here in a lot of the big-time football cities, Chicago being one of them. Like the Bears are kind of like a, a sanctuary for people. Here, the Colts <laughs> are a sanctuary for people. In right. L.A., there's a lot going on. I mean, you were living in England for the last four years. Right. It is interesting, the Hollywood sports tie together, how it's like, yeah, fans don't know much about it. It seems like you really understand what's going on. Well, there. I mean, I can say that a lot of actors, and, and myself included, what we are is uh, we're frustrated athletes and that's what you that's what you see in mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg, we, no 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 no, no. I, i'm just being honest and, and i'm not saying anything he wouldn't say he would give it all up to be the middleweight champion of the world and to be a boxer he'd give it all up tomorrow and he's and he said that before you know i was a five foot nine linebacker you know jewish going nowhere you know division three college maybe at best get my head kicked in you know what i mean i had great lateral movement i was the only white boy on the team i was just an 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 animal right so i took all of my frustration from not making it after high school into acting you know what i mean and i i don't you know you you want to fail early in this life you don't want to be celebrated too early because then you're the you know the prom king that's aging and you're still there and you haven't left town yeah do you know what i mean yeah you there's a lot of those in our hometown <laughs> yeah right a lot of those. so you want to fail early and often and so you have a taste of it and go make a decision do i want to continue failing or do i want to kick it into another gear when you did entourage did you guys know just how like first episode there was there like a feeling pilot like hey this is going to captivate every human from the ages of 13 to probably 40 this is going to be something everybody's going to love you know here's what's interesting about that is at the time you know you had the soprano sex in the city and and hbo was the place to be and right out of college i did a show called the larry sanders show which kicked off original programming um which is dating myself even further because we're going to talk about stand-up comedy i started at second city with chris farley that's how old i am i mean you go way 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 deep you don't look like it by the way bro you know what i'm incredibly vain that no no, i mean that's the, the I mean, I, that's the variable. I, I just, I'm not a fan of aging. I don't want to do it. Uh, it's not right for me. You know what I mean? I, I, I have people coming up to me going, bro, we're the same age. And they're in a walker. And they've got gray hair. And I'm like, no! And they go, what, why'd you do that? I'm like, that's the sound of me internalizing my mortality. Because I, when I see someone my age, it, freak, it freaks me out. You have to understand, I, I, I was in Chicago, I, I you know, when... You know the '85 Bears. I was there when Jordan and Rodman oh, were there. Oh, you're old. I didn't oh, yeah. know you're old, old. Bro, I am. I don't even want to get into it. I wanted to go back 
to Hollywood and frustrated athletes <laughs> and all of that stuff because it's true we are we are frustrated athletes and I you know wanted to be a football player more than anything in the world and it was it was my great love and then you you know you get hit with reality like look if you looked at a picture of me next to Brian Urlacher that shows why I can't be a linebacker yes. in the NFL science says. yeah yeah um, but you know I, I I chose the right thing and so I get to you know be creative mm -hmm. and do my thing and you know I'm here at, at, at helium all weekend and Indy I was shocked at first of all how cool that club is yeah it's the dream for stand-ups because it's an intimate setting where you're all in it together and that crowd was on it from the jump I was inspired by them I just literally wrapped a movie we're shooting six day weeks got on a plane came here I was beat up and they had such energy I was like I gotta just bring it for these people yeah that has to be everywhere yeah. you go though in in it's literally because I, I mean, still to this day, I'd assume a gif of your character, Ari Gold, is used once every probably 10 seconds on the internet. Whatever it is. I mean, it just a, a yeah, character. Maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, everything from let's hug it out. Yes. You know what I mean? You know, when, when it, 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 and that was one of those cases. Listen, Doug Ellen wrote the hell out of that show. And I had to, it was my job to say every word in that script because it was brilliantly written and so people think i'm improvising and the reality is it was like for the jews out there it was like my half torah portion <laughs> like you can't stray from a word so i had to lean into this stuff and make it all feel totally improvisational but it was word for word every are, single word. are you serious yeah one thousand percent so i had to prepare to yeah <laughs> literally every word if you were to look back he'd like watch it and it would mirror every single word now there were moments where he didn't yell cut and I just said, you want to hug it out, you little bitch? Can I say that on the... I'm not yeah, sure. So. Honestly, I'm not sure if you're allowed to. Okay. Well, I, that was an improv. <laughs> you know, that was an improv. You know, thank oh, you. Okay, thank okay you, we just got the okay. Oh, we just got the okay. Hey, by the way, I just learned something. Hey, you know, you want to hug it out, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, when I threw the first pitch out for the Cubs and they were like, do your catchphrase. And it was Father's Day, you know. <laughs> I, I, and I was just like... You know, come on, Chicago, let's hug it out, you little bitches. <laughs> and they were like, what just happened? And I, I had to make a public apology to the Bears uh. and to the Cubs. And I was only too happy. And those are my guys. I was I was horrified. So, you know, that can happen. They didn't realize that that was my catchphrase. So answer, to go back and answer your question. You know, we've been told by the youngers of our society that you yeah. have a nice little catchphrase. Right. Maybe you throw the ball out there. You're a retired athlete, five right. foot nine guy, throw the ball well. And then we'll give you the microphone and just go ahead and cut that thing loose. We'll be excited to have that moment. Absolutely. But this water is amazing, by the way. Whatever is happening with this water. <laughs> the good thing about our water here is uh, we actually filter that ourselves. It is really tasty, <laughs> really tasty water. I digress from your question about did I know when I read the Entre script. Here's the thing. Because the pedigree of shows around us was so great and HBO was the place to be, I knew certain variables like everyone wants to know about the backstage life of Hollywood like we want to know about the backstage life of athletes and yeah. all this great stuff so I knew that people would be curious I knew that Mark has a very serious entourage and it was based on something that is authentic Mark is that he's a real he's a real hard-working dude that has these people in his life that he's been loyal to there's a drama turtle e there's an Ari Ari Emanuel you know help he bought the US. how similar identical I, I, oh, this guy. Oh, no, no. But I mean, the thing about Ari is he's, as you know, a brilliant businessman. Brilliant. And he gets it done on the highest of levels. And, you know, he is uh, eccentric 
and reactive and all those wonderful things. And so I just basically took from him. And so I knew personally, you know, when I signed on, uh, you know, the character had one scene in the pilot and you don't know what the show is going to be, you know, and and you just kind of jump in and it's a leap of faith. But I knew, wait a minute, based on Ari Emanuel and Mark's life, there's something really, if we if we can just kind of be authentic with the depiction, we could be on to something. And I knew that character was just fascinating. And he's an equal opportunity offender. And he's got, you know, ADD, you know, like you've never seen. And he loses his mind. And I was like, if they let me play that guy, we could be on to something. The, 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 the rehab or whatever with the wife is just, because now I have, a, I have an agent who's 24-6. He celebrates Shabbat Shalom every Saturday. He goes off the grid. Yeah. So I think he has those same potential moments where his phone right. is ringing and he can't answer it. Right. So now I'm getting a chance to experience and live back through those days. And it's just incredible. It's, it's, it's been incredible. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It, and by the way, had we not gotten it right, we would have heard about it. You know, so mm. we it was up to us to be as authentic as possible. And yeah, I had I had the, t- the time of my life. And, you know, it's funny because. I think right now, and I'd love to hear what you guys are watching, but I think, you know, we have all this content so much. and not a lot is breaking through. And I think people are looking for that. What's that next show? And so that's why you hear these people going back, you know, to Entourage and Friends and whatnot, stuff that was mm-hmm. like comfort food for us. Wasn't Saved by the Bell going to come back or something like that? I think Saved <laughs> by think the Bell is rebooting it. They're yeah. coming back. Yeah. Zach Morris, AC Slater. The whole okay. Thing. <laughs> Today's show has been insightful, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mr. Piven for joining us. The rest of this conversation is about to go deep. You're going to love it. Mucho. Mucho. That's it. There's nothing I can add on to the end of that to make it even bigger. Right, Z? Uh, yeah, you could have. Moss. Grande? Yeah. Mucho Grande? Oh, yeah. This Much show bigger. is about to get Mucho Grande here with Jeremy Piven kind of wrapping this thing up and bringing this thing full circle on this beautiful Tuesday, October 20. Second. Second, 2019. Today's the day you decide that you want to look and feel your best. Oh, yeah. Today's the day that it's time to focus on your health and feel better than you've ever felt before. Today's the day that you get involved with Athletic Greens, and it takes the guesswork out of everyday good health and does it without compromising on taste or quality. Right now, your body's saying to you, Hey, I wish we were a little healthier. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now, your body's saying, hey, I wish I felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel a little sluggish because of the dog shit you decided to eat last night. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this morning you drank something you shouldn't have drank. Maybe your body is at the time where it's fed up with all the shit that you've been putting inside of it. Yeah, listen, you need to stop putting dog shit in your body, okay? Mm-hmm. Me included. I started with Athletic Greens whenever they shipped it to the, the office. Mm-hmm. It's a scoop. You put it in and bang, everything you could possibly need for the day is there. Your body's nutritional needs change due to stress, travel, sleep patterns, exercise, and the imperfect diet. (laughs) Even with a balanced, healthy diet, it can be tough to cover your nutritional bases. That's why top performers, athletes, executives, and entrepreneurs trust Athletic Greens because they get everything you could possibly need inside your body in a drink. You know what surprised me the most about it? What? Hmm. Has been my energy that I've got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's actually a noted difference of energy that I've got. And it's fantastic. My gut and digestion has become mm-hmm. a lot better. Oh, yeah. I used to have to run out of here and go to the bathroom. Yeah. 
Not anymore because Athletic Greens is straightening the whole thing out. My routine, the product, convenience, everything has been absolutely perfect with me. And I even enjoy the travel packs for business and leisure and travel. Oh, very nice. What you need to do is you need to just try it. Jump over to athleticgreens.com forward slash pet and claim this special offer today. 20 free travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash pat. Start your day right and good things will follow. Follow. Start your day right and good things will follow. A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com forward slash P-A-T. 20 free travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com forward slash Pat. Make your body feel better. Make your body be better. As easy as dumping a dump, a scoop of Athletic Greens in the morning, into your mouth, into your bottle. Athleticgreens.com forward slash Pat. 20 free travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. Start feeling better today. I actually just watched the Seinfeld episode the other day that you're on, which is one of my favorite of all time. I'll tell you a funny story about that. Exciting. That that no one knows. This is, it's going to, it's going to out me. Uh, (laughs) I'm such a joke. Like when I, when I was doing that, when I did Seinfeld, I was living in a pool house. And I was a series regular on the Larry Sanders show, but I had that weird Chicago theater mentality where I still thought I was broke, even though I was on a series. Mm-hmm. So I'm living in the pool house. I don't have a TV. Um, and Hirschfeld, who John Hirschfeld, who cast uh, Seinfeld, came up to me and said, would you audition for our show? I go, I'd love to, but I'm a series regular, which literally, if you're a series regular, it'd be like playing for another team. You have no time, you can't do it. But I'm such a weird workhorse. I'm like, well, maybe I can slip another one in. (laughs) Now, I've never seen Seinfeld. I'd never seen the show. And they were like, okay, it's George. I go, who's George? And they go, it's played by Jason Alexander. I go, oh, I know Jason from the lot. He's a great guy. So I went into this audition to play George Costanza having never seen Seinfeld. And so I played Jason Alexander from my conversations Mm -hmm. with him. (laughs) And they go, I did my audition. They're like, oh my God, you must be a huge fan of the show. (laughs) I was like, yes, I am. (laughs) I have never seen it. And I went and did the show and it was better because listen, they were the Beatles. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. They were just, Jerry was cool. They were all just really cool to me. I was like, man, this is an awesome show. Not knowing Mm. what show I was on. Yeah. Potentially biggest show of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, now he's driving around in cars, talking to people. Just because he's made a billion dollars doing that. <laughs> yeah, show. but I mean, think about talk about a guy living his dream. Oh, yeah. The guy loves cars and he just talks to his friends, hangs out. That guy is living the dream. And by the way, he tours the country like no one else. He kills, he's the number one grossing stand up in the world. Still. Still. I did not know that. 60, sick, close to $60 million a year just from stand up. <laughs> That's Jerry Seinfeld. He's crushed, killing the game. Well, that they car- say you get on the gate on the cab. You get in the cab. <laughs> they don't say you get it on the train. You get in the train. Sixty million dollars. <laughs> it's amazing. He's killing the game. He's a scientist. He's brilliant. People love him. I mean, they should study his DNA. He's really crushing the game. That comedians in cars getting coffee is captivating. I watch every yeah. single one that they'll put out. It's captivating. Oh, absolutely. I can't most- stop. 
most basic thing of all time. Right, it's, it's the it, best. Yeah, it is. It's incredible. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're killing the game as well. Here's my question for you. When I see you on ESPN, are you just flying to New York and doing it and coming right back? What are you doing? Yeah, so Sundays we fly to New York. I do get up in the morning with right. Greeny, which is awesome. Then yeah. we do our live show from uh, World Tra for World Trade. Mm -hmm. We do this show from World Trade. Then we hop on a plane, fly back. And then Tuesday night, I have to fly to wherever the Thursday night game is, which was this week. It was in Stanford, California. So we had to fly to San Francisco because there was only a studio in San Francisco and drive to Palo Alto and then we just flew back landed this morning 530. Do you have a secret or you're just an animal? I'm on some juice right now. I mean, that's probably helping. That's what, probably helping. What out. kind of juice do you want if you don't mind me asking? I just want the GNC and say, give me everything. Okay. I said, give me the stuff in the back too and they're like, you got it, pal. Some meathead just wandered out from the back, little mongoloid looking fella. Okay. And he just handed me everything. All right, so so you got a little testosterone boost? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's exactly I hate to go deep with you right now. Yeah, it's real. Okay. It's and by the way, I had never used any of that stuff. I was scared to use supplements in the NFL because I was like, yeah. uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it, guy. Right. I was very much a bad body, upper body guy, too. I had a lot of pizza, a lot of wings. I looked bad. But the cannon down... Below, I could launch a football. Right. So, like a lot of supplements, people are getting tagged for failed tests and stuff like that. I was like, well, I can still kick a ball far. And to be honest, my body looks terrible. I don't need that anyways. I just keep kicking. But no one's testing you because they looked at your body. No. <laughs> <laughs> I always like, said look that. At, I mean, look at Roger Federer. He's not on the juice. <laughs> no. Right. But he's killing the game. So you were good in that way. Yeah. And then when I retired, the conversation is always like, man, when I retire, I'm gonna get on everything. Yeah. Like, that's the conversation in the locker room. They're like, man, when we get out of here, and they're not testing, I'm, I'm gonna eat everything that they could bust would give us right. and i did that i'm do currently doing that it, it does feel pretty good i mean i'm running on about two and a half hours of sleep right i don't now. know how you do it because i i just I, I just broke down because i finished this movie six day weeks 14 hour days what's the movie is it good it's i hope so man it's about these philly guys you know got the peter pan syndrome i get out i'm living the dream mm -hmm. i go back home everyone's busting my balls for going to an ivy school and evolving and whatnot and it's called crabs in a bucket, which is a metaphor for like when you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, they try to crawl out and everyone keeps bringing you back down. Oh, yeah, so, hey, that's deep. Yeah, it is deep. And um, and it is an, an, an incredible cast. And we were, you know, crushing it. So I jump on a plane and I come here and I've got no sleep like you. And it just hit me. So I need I'm not on testosterone. I'm not on any of that stuff. I, I, I would tell you if I was, but I need something because I feel like I'm breaking down. Well, I feel like out there in Hollywood, you guys love of the cocaine i think that is the, you know what i would i would do i would do it uh, but i just can't my, I, my body can't handle anything i'm mm -hmm. just i have to be healthy because that's the only way that i oh, can I forgot thrive you're 70 too I, I yeah i'm a 70 i'm a 74 year old man he, i came also up drinks a lot of black teas I drink, yeah i'm uh, there you go Okay. My body's not tough enough for coffee. I crash too hard with coffee. Okay. I just, I, I literally become a sack of bones, a sack of crap. If I do coffee, I just crash. Okay. So I just house these iced tea things from Starbucks. We've been investing in them so hard. They haven't shown us a single ounce of love back. They but, don't need you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks doesn't need you. They don't need anybody. No. They, you know why? Because this is so good. It, it is so good. I just house a little, them all A little black tea. Okay. How'd you get into uh, stand-up as your first love? You know. What's uh, your style? My, my, it's, it, it, I've been a stage actor my whole life. So what you saw me do was Ari Gold. 
this is going to bore the hell out of you, but it's basically no, it's the, the oldest style of acting, which is called Commedia dell'arte, which is invented by the Italians, which is kind of like these mimes Good. where you're wearing white face and you look like you've been shot out of a cannon <laughs> and you're basically, your emotions are at 11 and you're losing your mind and yet you have to be truthful. So that was kind of my background. So that's what Ari Gold was doing. Oh he was God. constantly cranked mm -hmm. up to 11. Yeah. And, you know, growing up at the Piven Theater, my parents are actors, so I was... You know, most kids are like, you know, mowing the lawn and, you know, getting yelled at for homework. And I was getting yelled at by my parents for like, are you really going to do it that way when we perform it? <laughs> really? Is that how you're going to do it? You know what I mean? So I was like, I just want my parents to be normal. Why can't my dad be a mover or something like, you know, like contribute to the world? Why is he playing? Why is he playing King Lear? Who am I? You know, like I, I was just this weird and I and I played football. I was the only kid that played football and was on the stage. So all the all the athletes were making fun of me. Like, why are you an actor? And, you know, then when they start seeing you and things, then I'm like, oh, OK, now it makes sense. But I was this weird hybrid. So what was really great for me is I got to hang out with so many different types of people and that's what's so great was i you know so and then i did second city with chris farley and sketch comedy and that you're writing on your feet so my background is you know an improvisational sketch you know trained actor that also went to the you know national theater of great britain and studied shakespeare and no whatever. big deal yeah so i've just i've been i've been at is that easy life. to get into no. no that's like uh that's like a top 10 school for football like in uh <laughs> in the acting world it's actually very surreal because you know, they accept about 50 people a year. So it's very strange, you know, so you go and you audition and you listen. I just figured I, I learned early. How old are you? How old am I? How old were you when you went to the uh, uh, 21 when I went over to to study Shakespeare there and then and then I then I went to NYU, you know, to and then that's a, a program as well. So with me, I just figured. If I attack my weaknesses, and my one weakness then that I saw glaringly was was Shakespeare. So I attacked it. I just figured if I'm pretty well-rounded. And what's so funny is I'm talking to you guys about this. No one ever asked me, ever, where'd you go to school? Like, we all think it's so important. No one's ever asked me. I, you know, I've been to a million auditions. They've never said, where'd you go to school? Where'd you study? You know, I could have gone to a community college and, and literally done puppetry of the penis. And, and they would have been like, no, it's great. You're great. You know what I mean? It did, my background didn't matter, but like, you know, to, to play Ari Gold, I needed to have been grinding for decades in order to play a character that's over the top, but that's also truthful, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's it was my honor to do that stuff. And now with stand-up, it's the one arena that I haven't done. And I just figured, look, here's the reality. You know in real time, you, when I get out there, they're all giving me a standing ovation when I walk out. And the trick is, can I get them doing it when I leave? And that's my goal because mostly you see guys that you know from other arenas and then it's how do you, they don't, it's hard to deliver, you know, because a, a club owner said to me, are you okay disappointing the audience? And I was like, what? He goes, because they have a, a standard mm -hmm. for you. They know you from your work, you know, as an actor and you're going to get up there doing stand up, and, and you're going to disappoint him. I said, listen, I don't want to waste anyone's time. I, if I'm not exceeding expectations, I'm losing. So when I get up there, I want to just lose my mind for an hour and just crush it as hard as I possibly can. And that's my job, but it's my honor. And I'm, I'm constantly taking notes, talking to other stand-ups. And I take it very seriously because as an actor, you have to honor the space you occupy because other guys want to be there. You know what I mean? And so 
it's an honor to be there. And so I, I got to deliver and get better. Well, I'm not sure how many people want to be on that couch you're on, but it's 1123. <laughs> and you've done an incredible job there. We got to get to a break. We've missed it by like eight minutes. I'm sure we'll get a text about that. This is incredibly fascinating, by the way. This is some of the most enlightening stuff I've ever been mm -hmm. part of. Thank I you. I feel like I know a little bit about everything so I can have a conversation about anything. Yeah, no, you're good at what you do. That's yeah. No, because you, you know and you're also curious. Yes. Most people aren't curious. It's I, like enough about me, more about me. <laughs> and you're not like that. Well, speaking of that, I have a great show. <laughs> I have a great show. It's been a great hour and 24 minutes here. Can't wait to wrap it up here. If you're in a town where Jeremy Piven is doing comedy, let's just assume it's going to be incredible. The guy studied yeah. Shakespeare because it was a weakness. <laughs> I have no idea what that even means. Uh, okay, jeremy-piven.com for all my dates. I mean, that is a terrible a website name. We <laughs> have to change that. Okay, no, we're, we're going to figure that out. <laughs> but I'm going to be in uh, Spokane, Washington at the Spokane Comedy Club. All right, kids? And then off-Broadway at Lexington. And then I'm going to be doing bar mitzvahs and colleges. And that's it for the show. Big thanks to Jeremy Piven. That song, Bitch Connect. He's awesome. Learned a lot about that show, mm -hmm. though, that Ari Gold was not an improvised character. Mm -hmm. That writer deserves a lot of credit. And by the way, the acting ability to make something look as if it's improvised, also incredible. The Piven Theater probably should have known about that going yeah. into the interview. Had no clue that existed. He's trained all over the world. Very thankful he stopped by. He looks nothing like his actual age. He looks very young. I'm assuming his stand-up comedy is good. If he comes to your town, go and check it out. The guy is hilarious. Uh, from all of us to all of you, we can't thank you enough for listening. You're the absolute best. Ty Schmidt. Hit the music. Chances super low, my mind pretty naked.